Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tom Fitzmorris here with the Food Show. We're going into hour two. It's the entree course. We've had our appetizers and our soups and also a little bit of caviar, just a little something extra today. It's always nice to hear from you about where you've been dining out, or what you've been cooking at home. A dish that you remember eating 20 years ago, but you haven't seen it anywhere since, but you sure wish you could. Maybe you could help us find it. I would love to do that for you. Or any other service you would like me to provide that's within the purview of my uh, my uh, offices. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Something like that. I, uh, if If I sound a little funny, I think it's because I spent a lot of the morning talking to friends of, uh, of uh, one of the most interesting people who uh, ever was in the restaurant business, Joe Kahn. That really was his name, by the way, Joe, and C-A-H-N. Uh, it, and, but you say it fast enough, Joe Kahn. Joe Kahn, uh, he, he just, uh, it almost captured him, his, his name alone. Anyway, he passed away uh, not too long ago, and uh, this was a memorial service for him. And it was uh, also attended by a who's who of restaurant people, chefs, uh, people in media. He he made a a real name for himself over the last 10 years or so by declaring himself to be the... uh, 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 Wait a minute. I've forgotten a word for something. When you have your uh, your pickup truck and you go to the Saints game and you park it and you open up the back of it and you uh, and then you start serving your food to your friends or anybody who drops by, depending on how generous you are, that's uh, tailgating. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, he called himself the 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 uh, commissioner of tailgating, and he really did push it all over the country. He drove all over the place. I mean, from coast to coast, telling people that they ought to uh, really get into doing. Uh, tailgate uh, food because first of all it was a lot of fun and uh, it's just a, a, an important part of American culture and uh, I don't know how many people bought that right away but sooner or later just about everybody did and before he even got to all of that stuff he had a, a cooking school uh, this goes back to the 70s 1970s that's when I first uh, ran into him, and he and I uh, almost got together on doing a project together. He, he was going to um, meld his uh, cooking school into my newsletter or vice versa. And uh, we would reach more people who might be more interested in food and wine and restaurants, especially New Orleans and Cajun country uh, food. Uh, he happened to come along at the perfect time. This was when Chef Paul Prudhomme was at his peak. He had Alex uh, Patu, who was out there, and uh, John Fulce, Chef John Fulce. And I could go on and on and on with these guys who made a big, big, big deal 
about how good the food in this part of the world is, really. And not only that, but how much fun it is. And just, you know, the whole thing it was just uh, one continuous fun uh, lifetime for a really great guy. And uh, all of his friends were there, including a lot of uh, uh, broadcast people. Guess who? Um, would you believe uh, uh, with Eric Tracy? Haven't seen him in a while. He used to be on this station back in the 70s. Might have even been in the 60s, come to think of it. Anyway, that's uh, what I did today. What did you do? 260 1870 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you about where you've been eating or anything else on your mind about the food scene. We had a rather vociferous conversation in the last hour about children in restaurants. And I'm not sure I want to start that up again, but if you want to talk about it, uh, who am I to say no? Uh, If there's anything else you want to know, you can not only uh, call us and go on the air and ask and tell, uh, but you can also send me a text message. And especially for people who uh, feel a little funny talking on the radio or feel like that uh, I think in some cases some people don't want to see anything they say uh, attributed to them. But uh, I don't know. We don't have a – let's see. Let's see what we've got. Uh, Tom, a very good place to get a great roast beef poor boy, says this one. Uh, B&J Restaurant in Hammond. You know – there are there's a growing number of restaurants in the Hammond area. I think one of the main reasons for that is the growth of the college there has been uh, just tremendous. I know several people who work there or who are in there. Some of the younger nieces and nephews I know have gone to college there and have uh, really enjoyed it and have done very well by it. But uh, the the town itself of Hammond just keeps growing and growing. And more and more restaurants keep adding to the pile. And I, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed when people ask me about those restaurants because I don't get to Hammond too often. It's just far enough away from where I live and for, from where I usually work that it really is an ordeal to drive all the way out there and then, then try to come back, especially at night. Uh, so I, uh, I don't cover it as well as I, I should. Uh, but then again, one guy can't do everything, and we have 1,500 restaurants in New Orleans, and I can barely keep up with all of those, and uh, it's it's all I can do. But, hey, you know, I, this is a burgeoning city for food. It always has been, so uh, we're proud of that. Anyway, this guy says that his uh, the greatest poor boy that he ever had. No, wait a minute. It says, I'm just going to read it. Uh a very good, without any, you know, that's not it either. Uh, gosh, there's a whole bunch of these that have come on. Uh, anyway, uh, a very good place to get a roast beef poor boy is uh, B&J Restaurant in Hammond. Doesn't I don't have an address here or anything. He says, try it, you'll like it. Okay, good. What else do we have here? Uh, so you are essentially saying that children can be as obnoxious as they want to be in a family restaurant, you are uh, promoting the misbehavior of children. No, I'm not. If they really are misbehaving and if they're really doing some damage to them or a potential danger to to them uh, and anybody else who happens to be there, of course you don't want that. You have to put a stop to it. 
But where is the line? I mean, kids who are maybe uh, laughing a lot at the next table. I've seen people get upset about that. Uh, you know what? Who's to say? And I, I just, uh, fortunately, this doesn't come up too much. I, I, I have a sharp eye for seeing kids in restaurants because, uh, again, I tell you, uh, having had a couple of kids myself, uh, I wish I had uh, started having kids earlier than I did. And, and not that I did it anyway, but my, that my wife did it. And, uh, and so does she. She feels the same way. She's a real, she's a real uh, lover of kids and a wonderful mother as a result of that. And I, think, uh, I tend to think of myself as a pretty good dad also for the same uh, reasons. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, I want them to experience the world, don't you? Let's see. Somebody says uh, B&J is not a restaurant. It's a seafood outlet that sells prepared goods. Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, any way possible you can talk about it without mentioning Andrea? Talk about it. What is it? The Chef's Charity for Children Benefiting St. Michael's Special School is this Monday... And I, I just ran into one of the guys who, uh, who does the PR for that event, among many other things that he's involved with, uh, Dominic Massa. I just bumped into him uh, on the sidewalk on my way to go see uh, Joe Kahn's uh, 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 special event. And uh, anyway, um, th- th- this is uh, the, the chef's... Uh, uh, this, there's a name for this, and I've I'm t- I'm got to remember it exactly because that's how you can uh, find it if you go online. It's the uh, Chef's Charity. That's it. If you were to do a search for that, Chef's Charity New Orleans, maybe add that. Uh, it'll get you to the menu. This is uh, the first of its kind. When they first started doing this, I think it was in the 1960s, and it was composed by Phil Johnson, of all people, from Channel 12, uh, he was a gourmet for sure. He was never a chef, but he was certainly a gourmet. I know him, knew him very well, and uh, also all the chefs who were of of any significance, starting with Warren Larouth, and you just don't get any better than that, and uh, uh, many other chefs who were very well known at that time, and they would each do a cooking demonstration, and then everybody would gather together, and they would have a buffet of all of the food that had been demoed. Wonderful event. The money went to St. Michael's Special School. This uh, helped people, young people in particular, but some of them were getting up there uh, who uh, were, would have had a, a really rough time living uh, if it were not for the help of that and other charities. Uh, it has been a huge success over the years. And again, I tell you, it's the first of its kind anywhere in the city. It's been widely copied since then. And uh, it is this Monday, they, the I think it starts at 10 in the morning, and the chefs do their demos, and then they feed you the food at, uh, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And where is this taking place? I think it's at a hotel. I want to say it's at the, the Roosevelt, but I'm not positive. I'll have to find out. Anyway, if you were to go online and look for Chef's Charity New Orleans, I think you would get a, a link to that, and uh, you can still get tickets, which is unusual. Usually they... They sell this thing out well in advance, and I guess with all the rigmarole going with the Saints and everything, uh, the people's minds were off of that. But uh, 
I hear there are not many tickets available. So uh, well worth your time. You'll really enjoy it. And you get to meet all of these top-end chefs. You know, Emeril comes to this. Chef Andrea comes to this. Uh, a whole bunch of other people. A lot of, a lot of great chefs, including some that are really not in the, in the who have retired, like Chef Gunter Price. He's always in it. Anyway, 2606368. Oops, oh, wrong, wrong number. Excuse me. I do that every week. Uh, that's the number for my other show that I do from Monday through Friday. And it just has a different number that kind of rolls off my tongue without my realizing it. So that's what I did there. Uh, 260-1870. 260-1870. Let's see. Anybody on hold? We have uh, Tim. Tim, welcome to the food show. Tim, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you. Come on in. Hey, good afternoon. Hi. Hey, I know the, uh, the obvious answer to this question is probably going to be eat them, but a good friend of mine gave me a giant bag of kumquats, and I'm looking at it going, all right, what uh-huh. do I do with this? Well, uh, they make great garnishes for uh, cocktails. Cocktails. Uh, like a, a Negroni cocktail comes to mind as being uh, the uh, the best. If you could, if you uh, want to go through the trouble of making a marmalade, that would make a great marmalade. One of the the, the significant uh, quality of kumquats is that they have a lot of skin area for the size of the fruit itself. And you have all these oils that are in the, the rind of, of a kumquat. And if you can get it out, and usually this involves some kind of squeezing, you get the flavor of all that. And if I can give you an example that I think you and everybody else would know, if you've ever had uh, a 7-Up or a Sprite, either one of them, you know that flavor, and it's, you know, called lemon-lime. But if you were to squeeze just the juice from from the lemons and the limes or, or the oranges, if it's an orange juice product, you'll see that the flavor of that is really different from the flavor of the oils in the rind. So if you find a use for that, the cocktails come to mind immediately, and then also the, the uh, <coughs> excuse me, the, the, the other thing that you do with, uh, with them typically is make some kind of marmalade out of it. Or you can give a you. lot of them away to other friends. <laughs> it could be like that, that, like like what they always say every year about fruitcakes, that there's only one of them in the entire world, and it just gets passed along from one person to another. <laughs> Somebody suggested putting them in a salad. Uh, I thought yeah, that might be interesting. I think that's a great idea. And you know what else that would be great with, is, especially if you slice it very thinly, is uh, any kind of seafood dish. I, I'm thinking... Uh, trout, amandine, or no, not trout, amandine, but uh, but trout or redfish or one of those, or salmon even, and you kind of work that into the sauce a little bit. That would that would work great. All right, great. Well, I appreciate the suggestions. I guess I'll start squeezing some kumquat. Yeah, there you go. Get to work. <laughs> See, See you later. Have a great day, sir. You too. Bye. It's the food show. Henry is over here on the green phone. Hello, Henry. Uh, it's a perfect day for green phone. Oh, it is? Yes. We're coming back in from Mississippi and uh, heard your conversation on kids. And um, one of the things we did with our our kids when they were very young 
we started taking them to very good restaurants and teaching them how to eat and how not to whine when other people are around. Mm-hmm. And o- over the years, we've, we had more compliments about our children at that time. And now we have grandchildren, and I'm getting those same compliments. So something must have worked. You got it. And uh, as you were saying it, I, I was thinking, he's describing my kids. And, well, and that's it, because, you know, my, my whole point in this, and people are probably sick of hearing it, uh, is that, yeah, they're, they're, you definitely have to have limits on what they can do. You know, you can't have them picking up tomatoes and throwing them across the room. Uh, you, but uh, you, you don't have to shut them down if they're just laughing or if they're getting out of their chair for a minute and running over to daddy. You know, there are some people who get all bent out of shape because, yeah, there were these kids running around. Uh, got out, the kid got out of its chair. I was there because I saw it and, um, and moved over to his dad's lap. And that was running around the restaurant in the mind of this person. And, yeah, I, and, and the, the bottom line is it's just a different thing for different people. Yes, Tom, uh, it, it, and it's one of the things that because of uh, technology, if you watch young adults, they're not listening for conversation. They're looking at a text <laughs> and following <laughs> Facebook. Uh-huh. And I'm going, oh, yeah. are, are you here to eat? or a socialize on the phone that you could do at home. It's unbelievable. Well, no, nah, you got to get families have to be together. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But it's the primary example of what you just said, setting limitations. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. enough on the phone. All right. Put it down. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Nice hearing from you. It's a, Oh, I, I just somebody, I'm, I'm going to take a break in a second here. Someone just uh, sent me an email message, actually a, a text message. Uh, the charity event is going to be at the Hilton. And now, please, this. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could control what other people say? Here's an interesting uh, message I just got back. about. It's about the kids' uh, business. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, Oh, never mind. I'll, I'll, we'll we'll pick this up later. Uh, anyway, I just uh, uh, if you missed it, the chef's charity uh, for children that's going to go on at the Hilton downtown. They've done it for quite a few years now. The Riverside Hilton. This will be the forty second year for the uh, chef's ch- uh, uh, chef's charity. Well worth your going to. We have news coming up from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, and then we will be back with more of the food show. Love to hear from you, 260-1870. Stay tuned. Thank you. Welcome back. This is the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We're uh, here talking about all kinds of stuff. We've had a busy day today. Everybody uh, wants to weigh in on whether kids should be allowed in restaurants or not. Uh, Let's see. Paul is over here. Paul, welcome to the food show. Hey, Paul. Hey, Hi, hey, come on in. Kumquats. Kumquats. You got some? You grow them? I, yeah, I don't grow them. They come to me from my neighbor's bush, which is almost a tree. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, what I do is I get an enormous amount of them. I cut them in half, mm-hmm. put them in gallon freezer bags, freeze them. Yeah. When I boil crawfish at the end, that's what I use to cool the pot down and add a little citrus at the same time. What a great idea. That's that's a brilliant idea because you get all of that oil from out of the skins, yep. 
which is uh, would be a great thing to go with crawfish for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then it cools, cools your boil down, so it works perfectly. Yeah, I mean, what he's talking about here, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it's, this is especially true of crabs. But uh, you, if you have uh, boiled seafood that you're, you're working on, uh, when you're getting close to the point at which you're going to take it out of there, in fact, you probably already have, so go ahead and do it, uh, and then th- throw out these frozen kumquats right into the pot, and it'll bring the temperature of the water down so the crawfish will not overcook. This is, would also be true of, of shrimp and cla- crabs, the more I'm thinking about it. So, yeah, I love that idea. You know, any, anytime I boil seafood, I do the same way, and it just adds enough of the uh, little bit of a lemony oil, and then, like I said, it's yeah. dual purposes to cool the pot down. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. Uh, congratulations. It. Thanks for sharing that with Thanks. us. See ya. Bye. It's the Food Show. Along comes Mary over here on the green phone. Mary? Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, yeah, I heard all these different people talking different angles about the children. Yeah. Um, I have two or three angles, but one of them I think, I don't think somebody brought this up, but uh, I had some friends that tripped in restaurants at, uh, from the steps inside the restaurants, and they won millions of dollars. Uh-huh, yeah. Now, wait, I know, they claim they were whatever, but um, if the restaurant, a lot, the restaurant had to pay up, the insurance did not pay. It had to come from the restaurant's pocket. Now, in case of the children, the restaurant allowing these children to run around, and the children just say in theory that they do have a problem and trip and have a problem with their head injury or whatever, the restaurant would have that insurance would not cover them because they allowed the children to run around. They could lose millions. It's but it's possible, but, uh, rare, but I don't it, it is rare, uh, and uh, it's uh, it's not something that you ought to rule everything. Uh, not which which you go? Um, oh, there I you are. I think that if you yeah, discipline, yeah. hello, yeah, if you discipline your children when they're little, which I and my daughter did, and all my family did, you can you if you can learn to discipline the children when they're little, they're gonna you've learned how to discipline them for life. That's true. That's true. But what some people want is uh, is more than than uh, than other people will, and it's just different from person to person. Well, I'm not going to restaurants, and I've gone to yeah. many cheap restaurants, and I've never had that happen. And you know, it could be just as bad if you're sitting to a table with loud adults, adults that yeah. are screaming and yelling and oh and yeah on. yeah and, so and i have never had that problem except maybe once while i went to that well that restaurant yeah what about that i mean what what if and uh this is something i that happened to me fairly recently i was in a restaurant and there was a guy sitting at the next table over from me you know i come to think of it it was two tables over and he used the f word i gotta be at least 20 times uh until i uh I called the attention of the manager to it. And the manager went over and said, uh, excuse me, but uh, you're upsetting some of our other customers here with your language. Would you tone it down a little bit, please? And the guy did. He stopped. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I just don't believe in us. You know, what did you, what, hello? Yeah, I'm here. What would you do if you're in an uh, airplane and the child is kicking you the entire time hardly and that you're back? 
think uh, that's wonderful? No, of course or would you not. You just but, ask the airlines to to move you, well, but you may not be able to do that. What? Yeah, of course not. Well, what? You, when you get on an airplane, you're not uh, destined to be comfortable. It's just, it's just unless you're drive, uh, going first class all the time. But uh, if you can solve that problem of uh, the uncomfortability, is that even a word? The uncomfortable quality, if you can call it quality. Well, you got a bad back. It should not be allowed. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I agree with you, but it's it's not the kids or anything. It's those it's those tiny chairs that don't have enough room in them for a normal person. Well, the kid uh, will the kid will find a way to kick. It yeah, well, I got be- cursed out once because I turned the pages of my magazine too frequently. I actually, somebody told me that once. Another time, I was typing something on my computer, right, in the, and, and uh, there was this lady who just bounded over and said, when are you going to finish typing? Everybody's cranky in a, in a plane. There, it's just. Oh, I know. Listen, can I just tell you a short story? Uh, how uh, short have, is it? Go. I have a serious problem going on plane, so yeah. I started to cry. Oh, well, that'll get. And the girl next to me was, I can't sit next to you. <laughs> and I'm doing this. Move this woman. Yeah, the, I, that's why pilot, I hate flying. If the I could... pilot came up to me and sat in my chair. And he said, I'm not leaving this plane uh, until you calm down. I said, it's so nice. He patted my hand. <laughs> he said, you're going to be fine. He said, he bawled the lady out. Suppose this was your mother. And he kept yeah. patting my hand. I said, I'm fine now. And he said, uh, now we'll start the plane. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, if you have a good person running things, then, then, then it's well. Okay, look, uh, thank you for calling. We will be back with more of our show in a moment after first, if you will, this. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. And let's see, uh, Todd is waiting for us over here on the green phone. Todd? How are you, Tom? I'm here, you know, and you're there, and that, that sounds good to me for the moment. I've got one for you, an old one. Brings me back down memory lane to an old restaurant out in uh, Metairie that once they closed, I, I, I still have withdrawals from the crab meat ravioli. You know what I'm talking about. Has there been any uh, other yeah. restaurant in the city or any other chef that's come close to even replicating that? And where can I get it? Uh, I think Impostados does it pretty close to, to the way they did it over there. Uh, you, what we're talking about, in case you you don't know, is a restaurant called La uh, Riviera. Riviera. La Riviera in, in Metairie. It was on uh, West Esplanade. And they had this uh, uh, crab meat ravioli that they won a national award for at uh, the San Francisco Chefs uh, Association or whatever it was. And uh, he put it on the menu, and it just everybody was getting it. But uh, just about any Italian restaurant, actually, you'll find that there. Some of the ones I would uh, look into, uh, Vincent's for sure uh, is a good one. Um, Fausto's, I think Fausto's does a really good version of that. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, Impostato's. Well, I didn't. I haven't noticed it on the menu at Fausto's. I'll have to give that another shot. Just ask them for it. You know, Italian restaurants like that—they do everything to order anyway, so it's no big deal. They have crab meat. They have pasta. You know, they'll do it for you. Well, you 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 made a great recommendation last time at Fausto's, and it's been my yeah. signature dish was the was the uh, breaded uh, you know fish. A lot of people. Oh, have- I love that. You understand that, as you said, the seafood is uh, better there than some of his Italian dishes. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I, fi- I find that's true of a lot of restaurants. 
tostadas and Faustos. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good question. Thank you. Thanks for calling. See ya. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And, uh, yeah, The Grill. Yeah, you know, I've got a menu here for them. It's a pretty big menu, as you can see. Just look a little harder at your radio and you'll see. And uh, while we were in one of the breaks, I counted up the number of breakfast dishes that's on this menu. And by the way, if you want to get any of these breakfast items at, say, 3 in the afternoon, 5 in the afternoon, they'll make anything on the menu anytime you want. 24 different dishes for breakfast. 24, including among those, are uh, 11 omelets. And then I figured, well, you know, that gives an interesting statistic. Let's look over here at the number of different sandwiches they have. And they, they have cold sandwiches. They have hot sandwiches. They have signature sandwiches, which are things that they've been doing for a long time. Uh, a lot of this comes from the old Camellia Grill, which is still there. The same people that own the Camellia Grill also owned the grill. It's in Metairie. Anyway, uh, finishing off about these sandwiches, uh, they have poor boys, of course, you know, all the usual kinds. And then uh, there are some nice uh, dinner plates that they run every every uh, day. And, you know, I just realized I mentioned how many uh, breakfast dishes they had, and I didn't count uh, the four different ways of that they do pancakes or waffles. All of this is at The Grill. It is right next door uh, to uh, Trader Joe's. And uh, they are in that shopping center, fairly new shopping center on Veterans Highway, right before you get to uh, right before you get to Veterans Highway uh, on Veterans Highway, right before you get to Causeway Boulevard. You'll see it. It's uh, a, a nice uh, center there, and uh, the grill is right next door to Porter and uh, Porter and nothing Porter and Joe's Porter Joe's. Yeah, that's it. Trader Joe's. I I'm going to get this right yet. I don't know. I, I have some mental uh, thing against uh, spitting that out like I ought to be able to. Anyway, but that's neither here nor there. And all of this menu, there's one more thing at the on the back of it that will make you want to go there uh, to begin with and order some of this stuff. All the different kinds of pies that they make. Not many restaurants serve pies anymore. Where can you get an apple pie? Anyway, it's The Grill. 260-1870 is our telephone number. We will pause for with more of the food show coming in just a moment after first. Please, this. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice, and it's great to be here with you talking about the food scene around town. Our telephone number is 260-1870, 260-1870. And we'd love to hear from you about whatever you've been eating lately that has moved you one way or another. Uh, if you've uh, really enjoyed a great dish. Or if, even if you've enjoyed a dish that you you thought was going to be ordinary and it wound up being a really good thing, boy, we really want to know about those. Uh, that's the whole point of this program is to find the best food out there, whether it comes from a restaurant, a takeout place, uh, your own kitchen, wherever it comes from. It's all legitimate, so why not? Give us a call, 260-1870. If you're uh, shy about going on the radio... Uh, here's what you can do. You can send a text message to me at tom at nomenu.com. Uh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. That that will get to me, but I'm, I'm giving you the wrong uh, address. Uh, go to 870-870, and that'll put a, a text message right in front of me here. And, um, and as they come in, 
We will uh, take them one at a time. 260-1870 is our number. But up, up, but up, up. What's uh, what's cooking these days for you? I, I'm still uh, getting over uh, what I did earlier today. Uh, Joe Kahn, who was a guy who was uh, unbelievably creative, uh just in marketing everything about New Orleans, for sure, he was a real, uh, a, a real uh, go-getter for New Orleans and, uh, and sent the word all over the world, really. I mean, he's just uh, was, was always out there with usually some of the best chefs around. And he passed away uh, not long ago, and today they had a memorial service for him, and it was a who's who of people in uh, not just the restaurant business, but in media and uh, all kinds of other places. What a guy. Really, really made his presence felt for a long, long time. Uh, Our number is 260-1870. Give us a call and tell us where you've been eating lately. Uh, Today, because because this is a radio station, and, you know, we we talk about food as our main subject here, but uh, we talk about radio a little bit, too. Uh, today in 1926, 19, no, I'm sorry, on the tw- it's on the 26th. Uh, in, uh, on this date, uh, in uh, what year would that have been? Oh, I, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, there was a, a new show that went on the radio called The Greatest Story Ever Told, and it was a network radio drama, which used to be all over the place. Now it hardly exists at all anywhere. And um, in 1947 is when that made its appearance. And it was a, a, a theme, a, a religious theme program, but it was on the air for a long time. Ron is calling us over here on the green phone. Ron, welcome. Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing great. Welcome to our show. Have a seat. All right. My question is, I want to know what's the best hamburger you've had and where from? Uh, the best hamburgers I've had lately were, uh, let's see. One of them, one of them is the grill. This is a, a, a spinoff of the. Actually, it didn't spin off. It's the same menu pretty much. The Camellia Grill, and uh, it's on Veterans Highway, right before you get to Causeway Boulevard. It, it's an old style American diner, really, and they do sandwiches of all kinds. But they do a really good burger, and here's what I like about it. It is a. It is a, a six-ounce patty, which is not huge, but that's pretty good size. And they they make them themselves in-house, and they put it on this super-hot flat-top grill, and it comes out crusty on the outside, juicy in the middle. It's wonderful. And uh, also, the guys over at New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, in recent times, they have reworked their, their menu. Uh, they did something I, I kept telling them about. I always found that their their grill wasn't hot enough to put a little crustiness on the outside, and they made that change, and they're putting out a pretty good burger these days. Uh, I'll agree with you on Camellia Grill, the best yeah. hamburger in New Orleans. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, thanks for calling. We'll be back. WWL Radio, New Orleans. WWL FM HD 1, Kenner, New Orleans. The news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, all. 
podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.